Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Yeah, I mean, when I when I hit 10 years, the pandemic hit. So I was like, I was about to be oh, on the road God. more than ever. So like, I was booked more than ever that year. Everyone then, was about to blow up right before the course, pandemic. Of course, right? Everyone is like, yeah, the pandemic held me back. Man, my career was taking off. <laughs> no, but I believe you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. No, I really appreciate the words of affirmation there. Hot breath. What's goody, Hot breath verse? Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and our whole goal here is to help cultivate the next generation of great comics. And our guest today just recorded her first comedy album after 10 years in the game and giving up a career as a teacher, award-winning teacher in the inner cities of Chicago. She gave up two master's degree to pursue this crazy dream of comedy. And now she is here. Ladies and gentlemen, hot brethren and sisterin, welcome to the show. Amy Shanker, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the yes, show. Hi. <laughs> yes, cue thank applause. You, thank you. Welcome. Wow. You, you almost made me regret quitting teaching with what you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did it for a long you did it like 13 years. Yeah, so it was a like whole career. Yeah. <laughs> Day one, I was like, I fucked up. <laughs> I was Day like, I gotta one? get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I walked in, I was like, oh, what have I done? <laughs> and then you did it for 13 years. Yeah, because I couldn't. Oh my. I kept trying to find other jobs, but like uh, everyone was like, well, you work with kids, so how could we possibly use you? I was like, well, they're like technically 18. <laughs> so they're not children. That's funny with the opposite of like when usually when we as comedians do comedy, like first day, we're like, oh, this is it forever. I'm ruining my life to pursue comedy. Right. And you can't, <laughs> well, you, I guess you gave up a career. Did you do comedy? While you were a teacher, or did they? Kinda... Yeah, I did. I I um started uh, I started comedy after um my brother's wedding because I gave like a speech at his wedding and it oh. was I had so much fun. I was like the seventeenth speech. Um, my uncle was sleeping, um, <laughs> and when I was done, everyone was like, "Keep going." I was like, "I don't. I didn't write anything else." Yeah, but afterwards they're like, "You're in the wrong field. Like you should be doing this or this or that." And I was like. Yeah, I mean, maybe I'll try stand-up. And I went back to Chicago where I lived at the time and did a mic and was like, I don't know, you know, I try, I did it once and maybe, and like probably a week later, I was like, maybe I'll do it again. And so um, I would say I did it like once every week or two weeks for a couple, probably six months. And then was like, if I'm going to do it, like, just do it. And then mm -hmm. I just started going every night and while you were a teacher, you were going every night? Yeah, it was exhausting. I was, like, getting, like, four hours of sleep. I think I gained, like, 30 pounds just from, like, not sleeping at all mm -hmm. and working. Basically, I was getting up at, like, 6.30 in the morning, working all day, um, going home, taking, like, an hour or two nap, going to mics, going to shows, staying out, you know, schmoozing, doing all that, and then napping and doing it all over again, so... And this this isn't just like you're not going and like washing dishes. You're like in charge of the youth. Yeah, <laughs> of America. Yeah, in the inner bad. city of Chicago. Yeah, inner city. It was uh, high school seniors basically, and so um, <laughs> they were eventually they caught. They're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and some of them like saw me on on um, the internet, and so I was like hiding everything, and but. I mean, now, honestly, when I go home still, I quit teaching like eight years ago, probably. And, the, and my kids still, my old students still come out to shows and stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's really neat. How, how long into teaching? So I'm trying to do the math. So like how long into teaching did you do comedy before you quit? I did comedy for like three years while I was teaching. Wow. Yeah, it was exhausting. So you were on that, that grind for like three years. Yeah, yeah. And... I don't think I could do it again like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because that was hard. Like, just the, yeah, because like you said, I'm not just walking into a job and, like, just standing and washing dishes or whatever. It's like, I have 30 kids in my face <laughs> at 8 in the morning just like, what are we doing? I'm like, I, God, I don't know, man. <laughs> what did we do yesterday? We're, yeah, we're <laughs> watching goes, a movie again. It's movie day. <laughs> a lot of movies. <laughs> so what, what? 
got you over the fear? Because I think a lot of people, especially a lot of people that listen to this, have thought about trying comedy, but they haven't taken the leap to actually get on stage. How did you like overcome that inertia That's, to like actually um, do it? Hmm. I well, one thing that people would say about me when I started, and I think that 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 teaching really did help. Yeah. Um, and especially where I taught, because like you couldn't really, if you don't have like classroom discipline and stage presence, like you're not gonna be able to control a classroom full of, of teenagers. And so like that part, I kind of just developed while teaching over the years and so like other comics would be like look i'm like listening to you and i you have my attention but like you haven't there's no jokes uh -huh. <laughs> well, i don't know that part yet <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like getting up wasn't hard but but telling the jokes was like impossible and i would just like and i was an english teacher and so the for me like writing was everything and i would just write it my jokes word for word verbatim yep. and um and try to kind of memorize it and go up and just do that. And, uh, but I do, there are like, you know, just little tricks of the trade that when you're first starting out, I guess would help like how you, who you deliver jokes to, you know, and, and, um, getting the women on your side first, especially as a woman, like you don't want to go up on stage and like flirt with the dudes cause they're on dates with uh -huh. women and then the women aren't gonna laugh because they're like what are you doing like flirting with this guy that i'm on a date with and if the women aren't laughing the men are gonna stop laughing because they want to have sex <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. like, they're like i'm going home with her not you <laughs> so, yeah just like little things delivering the joke like easy jokes to like the harder laughers you know and delivering like harder punchlines to the easy laughers because laughter you know catches so yeah it's contagious yeah yeah just like little just little things like that i think help out when you're first starting just yeah yeah and i think preparing especially early on for me preparing off stage really helped when i got on stage to have more confidence of like oh maybe if this joke didn't hit I know what's next. I'm not like concussed because one joke missed and I right. can move on to the next thing and just keep going instead of just crying, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I also would write outs in my jokes, like places where I can just like naturally bail on it. Oh, interesting. Because um, I, I tend to do more story form. And so if it's like not going well or it's a new joke and I don't want to, you know, ruin my confidence in what I think it can be, I'm like, this crowd's not feeling it. I don't want to do it. So mm -hmm. I'll just kind of naturally like bail in an area that's that seems fine and go on to something else so like you'll you'll have a you'll know parts in within your stories that if this doesn't get a laugh you do you have a joke about it not working or like what is the out or you just like bail no, sometimes i can't i sometimes i'll have a joke if it's like going horribly yeah i mean address that for uh -huh. sure but like um just i tend to split my jokes up into sections and so when i'm trying to memorize a joke i'm i'm more so memorized like this section is about this, this section is about this, and the, and and then from there, take it. And so, like, each section I can kind of bail if I need to, basically. Like, I'm writing a joke right now about dinosaurs. Okay. Which is, I don't know, it takes on a life of its own every time I do it, but it's, like, just different parts to it. Like, I'm talking about um, how they have sex in one part. And I'm talking about like um, how they uh, the meteors in another part and like a conversation that a dinosaur has with his dinosaur mom and in a different part. So it's it can just like I can just end it at each of those parts. Oh, that's you know? cool. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you write a story? Because like I would I started out with one liners and then like I've grown into like larger bits, but I would like to do more storytelling. It's something I don't really have confidence in right yet yeah but is that how you kind of piece them together is kind of like you know you want to talk about this topic but you kind of just tackle it one piece at a time instead of um, this whole like long thing no okay so the first time i go up what i do if it's a story mm -hmm. um and my stories all stem from like stuff that's just happened to me or my family and so i just tell the story bare bones i don't put jokes in it um at a comedy show. Yeah, you're yeah. Just, you're willing to be like, I'll stay up here and just say this without any laughs just to get yeah, the story 100%. out. Yeah, 100%. I'll just mm. tell the story exactly as it happened. I don't amp anything up, really, and I don't um, tag anything. Um, and I just tell the story. And it's pretty, I mean, I can be funny just talking, so I'm not, like, hugely worried about it. But mm. um, then what I do is I go and listen to see where, like, the laughs happen, you know, naturally. 
and then I build those up and then where they don't happen at all, if it needs to be in there, um, I just make it as, as short as possible. If it's just information they need to know just to understand the joke, you know, mm -hmm. and I can't figure out how to make it funny. I'll just like, D -d 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 -d. okay. <laughs> and then, mm -hmm. but if it's, and if it's something that I'm like, this could be funny, I'll, I'll just start working on it to make it a little bit better. But if it's just like, you know, filler, like I, I cut it. So like, what did you learn? Cause when you first started, you like, you were like, I'm performing, but I'm not doing jokes. What did you learn about joke writing that kind of unlocked like, oh, here's how to write a joke? Or like, what is your approach to like, oh, this is how I can actually make something funny, like your joke writing? Um, I tend to do, like if I can't, one thing that does help me if I'm just really, really stuck is I make a list of like 10 things um, where I just like write. I don't have any rules to it. Like if I'm trying to find a tag and I or a comparison, let's say, and I just I just write a list of 10 things because eventually one of those 10 things is going to be the thing. Mm -hmm. But um, not like not limiting myself to what I write down just kind of allows my brain to go in a lot of different places that it wouldn't normally. And so um, a, a crazy, like, let's say I'm doing, uh, going, going back to the dinosaur thing, like, let's say I'm doing something about um, how dinosaurs have sex, you know? So, and I'm trying to think of like a third thing that's funny because I, I land on do on doggy style and I'm I'm like why do we even call it doggy style like it should be called dino style dino and then, style that's what I was yeah, doing. yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like <laughs> and then I'm like what else would we call it I would just like write a list of ten different things that we could possibly call it and like maybe get something from that instead gotcha you know yes um so, okay also joke shopping with like friends like we'll talk all the time you know comic you can't mm -hmm. have a serious conversation yeah 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 you can't even like talk about you're like a dead dad without a comic being like, oh, yeah, what about? <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's just everyone always jokes. But, yeah, I mean, sometimes it just comes to you randomly. There's also jokes that, like, you're just not ready to, to tell yet because you don't have the skills, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. I have some jokes I'm definitely not there yet or stories that I would like to develop, but I can't do it yet, but I would. That's what keeps it exciting, though. It's mm -hmm. like we're always striving for more and developing and getting better and better. Yeah, like the next thing, the next thing. Yeah. But I think that's that's a good note of you're willing to put in the work of it. Sometimes a joke just happens, and you're like, oh, thank you, comedy world. But mm -hmm. a lot of the times it is, okay, I have an idea. Now I need to list ten things that may you're, – you're willing to put in that work, I guess, which yeah. comes maybe from your maybe teaching or just English and writing background of like – I know to get to the good stuff, I'm gonna have to go through 20 terrible things to find it. Yeah, probably. And I've, I've, you know, gone so many different directions with jokes, so many different times. And and the, the thing about like when you're first starting out is it's like, well, it's it's a different audience every time. So how do you know? But it's like that's nah, it's kind of the same audience though every time. <laughs> like it's people are gonna laugh generally at the same stuff, you know. So it's it's not really ever going to be like the audience like one audience that's like this was perfect and the next one's going to be like this was horrible like yeah it's a lot of averages know. i mean i've yeah. done i've done shows at a club where eight o'clock killed and i do the same set 10 o'clock and it's like crickets you know or they're just hammered yeah <laughs> like, and, okay. and i was too young in the game to know how to like pivot navigate that i just had yeah. a set and i'm like i'm doing this word for word both shows and then 10 o'clock nothing but i did the same thing word for word and just kept going yeah through it. you, you just push you don't know anything better <laughs> yeah. you just because i was verbatim word for word for a long time oh 100 like, percent written like and the final product is word for word but i'm a little more organic now but if i don't if i don't write then like i'm let i have less to say on stage if i'm trying to mm -hmm. quote write on stage if i'm not writing off stage i have nothing to pull from in general yeah, I agree mm -hmm. with that. Like, I can, I, and even if I do like write so much, sometimes I still just go blank and I'm like, what the, what was I saying? Well, like, what mm -hmm. was I going to say about this? I totally don't. And then I just go into crowd work. Yeah. <laughs> Try like, to get the clip. Now you're, <laughs> now now you're like, hey, buddy. This is a good time to get a crowd work clip here, <laughs> which is so funny. I just saw, because uh, I'm based in Atlanta and I just saw a comic. Because, like, comics like Mark Norman and like Sam Marill, they'll do like their set mm -hmm. and then like crowd work. Of, like, all right, yell something out and I'll do crowd work. And then that's their content. So I saw like a younger comic try this at a show where he did his set. And then he's like, all right, someone yell a topic. And they yelled taxes and he couldn't find anything funny about it. And then he got mad at the audience member 
But I could tell he was trying to set up for like his con- his like his crowd work clip. And, and I was just like, got relax, so just mad. do your Calm set. Like, Everyone puts out crowd work clips now because they don't want like their material stolen. But it's yeah. like, just put out your material too. Like, I think you could do both. Yeah. I think personally, mm-hmm. I think that because who are you saving it for? You know, like if you don't put it out, someone else is going to. <laughs> and it's not like I don't think people are going to remember as right and like you could say you're saving it for the album but they're still gonna buy the album like they Mm want to hear it all together you know they want to hear the final yeah piece and all of that it's like when you recorded your album how how long did it take you to develop that material was this basically like 10 years leading up it's one through 10 yeah it's like uh because i i kind of split it into like three different parts basically like if you look at my comedy it's basically talks about teaching um like dating and then like family and being jewish and stuff like Uh that so it's like just boom 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 and and every joke i have will fall into one of those categories and so um i just took my favorites from those categories and did like an hour of it and then you had like uh i mean i know when i did mine like i was in my hotel room like just rehe- I was just rehearsing it over and over and over. How, yeah. like, how did you prepare for it? Was it that? Just- I w- yeah, I mean, I was, um, it was more just memorizing the, um, uh, the order that I wanted to do the jokes in uh-huh. because I have some jokes that I can't do up top because they don't, like, if the audience doesn't know you and I'm doing a joke about arming teachers and shooting kids, they're going to be like, what the whole <laughs> fuck is wrong Quite with an ice this breaker. lady? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I was shot at too, okay? <laughs> but you can't say that after. Because <laughs> they're like, I can see one. <laughs> yeah. Especially where you taught. I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, was, you live Dangerous Minds, like the movie Dangerous Minds. <laughs> People like that say one. that a lot. Yeah, it was yeah. a little violent. It was a lot of lot of breaking up fights. And uh, I, I would rather, yeah, it, I learned a lot. I don't know. I worked in a group home for like teenage boys in call in co- while I was in college who's like their alternative was um juvie. And so I learned like a lot of like discipline techniques from that that I would use during teaching that were probably illegal I would assume but um you know just, <laughs> um we'll have to look at the statute of limitations and then uh, <laughs> for uh, Illinois. <laughs> But your, you know, your 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 window had a bullet hole in it. So I mean, I, I think did, you should a couple, be able yeah. to like, yeah, I mean, rough them up a little bit. This is no. You rule. had to like to just to break up these fights because they were just huge jumpings. Like I've never, I've seen one fight that was one on one. What made you, what what made you like I, I don't know, lack of a better term, but like have be so service minded. Like if you're working with this group home and then you're teaching at like a school like this, where I don't where know. Honestly, I kind of like fall into these things almost like uh-huh. my my best friend growing up sarah cashin um was job hunting when we were in college and she called what she thought was a restaurant and it was a group home and she's like oh yeah i'm just coming into i wanted to apply for a job and they're like oh this is like o'connell youth ranch is what it was called and she's like i thought it was this they're like no we're hiring too though <laughs> <laughs> She calls me. She's like, "Come with me." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> so maybe we just both got jobs that what? day, <laughs> randomly, and they never trained us um, at all. We were we both worked in like these separate homes. There were like eight boys living in each home, and they were like, you know, house parents. And then we would come in after classes and just like help them with their homework and cook dinner and like, you know, make sure that they were you know functioning as people. And it was. It was it was so random, like it was just a weird thing, and but it was fun. I liked doing it, uh, and I did learn a lot of like discipline stuff then that they really don't teach you in college because how do you teach discipline really? And um, and as a teacher, you can't really teach unless you have classroom management. And so to have that, I was coming from Kansas, going to the inner city of Chicago, so. <laughs> It was a very um, different, like, switch, you know? <laughs> and so those, that job really uh, unknowingly, like, very much helped me. So, and then with with teaching where I taught, I didn't really want to teach in the suburbs because I grew up in the suburbs. Like, I didn't really need my teachers. I didn't need help from them. And, and I felt like I could make more of an impact, you know? 
mm-hmm. elsewhere. So that's why that's why I did that. But teaching, as far as like going into it, my my um, counselor in college was like, you know, you have a lot of like English credits. You can either do journalism or, or education. I was like journalism. She's like education. I was like, no, well, all right, <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, <that's-> what? <laughs> Glad to hear that that's where the teacher origin story is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, well, I guess yeah. I will. Might as well. I was like, my origin. passion for children. No, I didn't have that's that. That's what I was waiting to hear. It's no, like, you know, none. I've always just had a heart for. No, th- no I didn't. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. I. <laughs> What's good, Hop Brett the Verse? If you're loving this episode and all the other awesome content you get here for free, then you are going to love our brand new Hot Breath VIP list. All you got to do to join is go to hotbreathpodcast.com slash VIP, and you're going to get exclusive access to not just podcasts, but also other content like unseen interviews, merch drops, discounts, giveaways, and a lot more exciting things. And this is for everyone. If you're an aspiring or working comedian or just a comedy fan that loves getting those behind-the-scenes nuggets, you're going to love what we have here at the new Hot Breath VIP list. So go to the link in the description or join at hotbreathpodcast.com slash VIP, and I'll see you there. Speaking of comedy, I've got to shout out the network behind this show, Big Laugh Comedy. They have been killing it in the Texas comedy scene, producing some of the biggest shows live and also podcasts like the one you're watching here. And even bigger news, Big Laugh is hitting the road, bringing their best comedians and shows to a city like yours. So do yourself a favor. Join their VIP newsletter and get exclusive access to not just when they're coming to your city, but also even more fun content and even comedy news. So all you got to do is go to blcomedy.com slash VIP HB or hit the link in the description. We'll see you there. Kids are like, fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I've always worked with kids. I was a camp counselor for... Oh, a long too, time. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, yeah. One summer. One, oh, okay, for YMCA. Yeah. Yeah. For the YMCA. Mm-hmm. I did like I did like Jewish community center camps. And then we did I did a Camp Sabra, which is in the Lake of the Ozarks. It's a sleepaway camp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we took our kids like hiking on all over Colorado. I lived in a tent for three months. I have not been hiking since. Yeah. <laughs> or camping. I'll never do it again. <laughs> There's comedians who live in tents. So, you know, it prepared you for that. That's a good show. Comedians who live in tents. It's real. Getting coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool. I love hearing people who like some people start comedy when they're young, other when they're later in life. It's always interesting to hear people's or the story into comedy because you just never know. Yeah. It's like once you start, though, it's like that's this is what I'm it's doing done. Like It just really yeah. does take over and it changes your whole life. It changes how you look at situations, mm-hmm. how you approach people, how you go into things like it is a little it's a little nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't think of another profession, really, unless it's like being a hitman that like really changes your life. In such a way that, like, everything you do, you're, like, outside of it, you're really, it it is still geared towards somewhat of a comedic aspect, you know? I wonder if that's the the hesitation why a lot of people think about doing comedy but never do. Maybe because, maybe the fear of stage is one aspect, but maybe the fear of, like, how it's going to change their life and if they're willing to actually start living that lifestyle. Yeah, I think that, like, the deeper you get into it, especially, like, going older or if you have a family, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, like, is this worth the sacrifice? That Because that's a, it's a huge sacrifice. Yes. Like, um, even, like, just dating. I don't, I don't know, like, your dating life, but, like, mine is um, fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, like, it's a difficult <laughs> situation. that sums it up yeah that's hilarious yeah because you either have guys that are like oh i'm as funny as you you're like Uh, no you're not gross (laughs) yeah you can't be um or you have guys that are comics that you're like i don't want to date a comic or Mm -hmm. that you know it's either a competition or it's just like the best are, are guys that are just like supportive you know of of funny women like that's cool like not Mm -hmm. but it's it's rare yeah i mean i'm i'm married and but we 
we met in college, but then when she wanted to move to Atlanta, I had to tell her that like this is this is my life. Like I'm literally out every night, basically. So yeah, if you're yeah. cool with that, I want to be transparent up front that this is it's literally like it literally takes over your life. So you really have to find someone who understands that and has like is confident in that mm-hmm. and doesn't feel neglected when you do have to go do this yeah. open mic at the good thing about your about you is that like comedy is a lot more like male dominated though. And so mm. like you mm. were going to a place where there was just tons of dudes, right? Right. But I'm also going to a place where there's just tons of dudes. <laughs> and it's, it's like yeah, and they're yeah. all funny. And so to a guy that's like Maybe working a nine to five in finance or something. He's just like, you're, I'm sorry, you do whatever <laughs> with who? Oh, that yeah. Seems... Yeah. 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 That's, I don't think about that perspective because I am a dude. So I don't right, think about yeah. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I entered comedy as a straight white dude. I, the easiest entry into it possible. Right. Like, They're like, here's, like, uh, here's your yeah, red basically. Carpet. Yeah. For my wife, she's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. You look the part. Yeah. <laughs> But then, you know, when you're when you're 13 years in and she's like, oh, so you're going where? How much does it pay? What is happening? How much you does it pay? I mean? That's the one. So at a certain point, yeah, when you do comedy long enough that it is like, all right, this is cool. This is fun. This is art. But it's also a job. So like at a certain point, you got to figure out that intersection between show and business, you know. Yeah, and that's, like, the part that I think comics are the worst at is the business side because it's not fun. It's very – and most of us have, like, the worst ADD, and it's, like, the focus for the Mm -hmm. business side is is hard. And most of the time when I'm focusing on the business side of it, it's because one of my comic friends is, like, do this, and we just do it together, and I'll do it with another one, (laughs) with another friend, you know? Because it's just, like, you don't – it's that it's this whole entire industry on the comic side is very like self motivated mm-hmm. until you get help. And so, but that that's basically what this show I've interviewed over 400 comics on here. And it's basically is me like, how did you do that? How can yeah. I do that? Yeah. It's, it's, I love and I want like comics helping comics. And that's the whole intent of the community around the show. And it's cool to hear, like you said, a comic telling you, no, do this. And you're like, oh, cool, I'll do that. Oh, it worked, cool. And then you tell another comic mm-hmm. and spread the word that way. Yeah, even with like stuff like, oh, taxes, here's how I do it. You should mm-hmm. do it like this. And just download this app and then just every single time just click, click, click. And you're like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. That seems so much easier than what I've been doing, <laughs> yeah. which is just taking receipts and shoving them into this teddy bear. That's I was going to say, which is fraud. In yeah. it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit easier than tax evasion, yeah. <laughs> Was that QuickBooks? Is that what you use? Yeah. The self-employed? Yeah, yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, that's a game changer. And then, like, the whole, like, LLC stuff and all of that. Like, mm-hmm. it just gets, like, when do you do it? And, like, everyone's like, now. You should have done that years ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you can start writing off stuff. And- exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I just did my taxes every year. Every year I do them, and I'm like, this is probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Send them in, and then they're like... This is wrong. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing, yeah, the self-employed thing, they'll tell you, like, your audit risk and things like that. So, like... Oh, do they? Yeah, because I'll, I'll do the self-employed, and then I'll file it through TurboTax, and it'll give me, like, a reading of, like, what is your audit level risk? So my wife can sleep at night, basically. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it's different if I'm filing jointly. I don't know. I should oh, have an maybe. accountant on here to just, like, break down. You honestly, that would be a very Because for thing. comedians, I mean, half of what we get paid in is, like, it's, like dollars with like cocaine residue on them right you know, dollars like, and drink tickets and it's like i can't but chicken tenders is this a write-off <laughs> you know i don't know how are you how are you approaching like the business side because you've been doing it 10 years and that's it's kind of at a point in my career where i was like all right 10 years i, sh- I released this comedy special it's like i should start to take this more seriously what do you yeah doing that's that kind of i'm at your point i'm at that point right uh-huh. now where i'm like i need a I need to get a, a bit of a firmer hold on this part of it. Like the the um the cash money side. <laughs> <laughs> the making it sustainable, yeah. Yeah. Because it is like the way we get paid is crazy, first of all. <laughs> it makes no sense. Yes. No clue. There's no like um just set this is how comics get paid. Every like, two every, weeks you get this always on Friday. Different, right. Yep. And there's no and it's feast or famine and so um, and I'm horrible with saving money. And so, like, if I get the money, I'm like, who wants money? <laughs> 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 who 
And then I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Spamming time. <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, I need a basically. Thank you. That'll be my afternoon. After oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when I when I hit 10 years, the pandemic hit. So I was like, I was about to be oh, on the road God. more than ever. So like I was booked more than ever that year. Everyone was about to blow up right before of the course, pandemic. Of course, right? Everyone is like, yeah, the pandemic held me back. Man, my career was taking off. <laughs> Everyone said that. Yeah. No, but I believe you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, I really appreciate the words of affirmation there. I was like, does this sound like I'm making fun? No, no, I, I didn't take it as that. Okay, good. But I, I appreciate you clarifying that. Can we cut that? We need to keep that. That's the clip. That's the intro. We need that as the opening hook. I'm like, oh, I believe God. you. No, you I can believe do you. it. You can do it. You start clapping. You're like turning to a teacher again. Yeah. You've got this. Oh, that was not me. You're as not a like teacher. the rest. Oh, no. No, I was like, you are all of them. <laughs> you are all the same. <laughs> Except you, you brought me lunch today, and I do appreciate that. That's cool. You didn't hit on me. I appreciate that. No, that that never um, was a conversation I got to have. Just hot-ass teaching. (laughs) (laughs) No, what they would do, what my students would do, is they wouldn't hit on me normally, but then when they would graduate, then they would be like, just so you know. (laughs) Wow. They would email me. or, Or like on Instagram or Facebook. It's hilarious, but... Bruh. No, my, my mom was a teacher. She taught an alternative school. Mm-hmm. So it was, was kids that got, like, expelled from other schools that yeah. would go to this school, I think, instead of Judy. Yeah, yeah. So it made me think of w- where you're teaching and you what you did before teaching of, like, oh, right. what was the origin there of, like, the motivation? So we used to have a um a juvie school, like, in our school. Oh, gee, so like a like holding a, cell. Yeah, it was like, it was like a, a whole other school within the school, basically. Uh-huh. Yeah, and we would just, it, it was a rough one. That was a hard class. They would have, a, they had like bars on the windows and stuff. The kids were tough kids. What were the shows like you were doing as well? Because in Chicago, I mean, I mean, I know in Atlanta, I did a lot of like the. I've talked about this on the podcast, but I was white boy Joel. I did a lot of the hood rooms. I'd be the only white person in the yeah. neighborhood. Like, I don't that's know what a the good question. Like I well, Chicago's. A, I I think Chicago is one of the most for a big city. It's one of the most segregated cities in America, probably. Wow. You know, still like you have, and in comedy, you have in Chicago, you have like, uh, uh the white comics are kind of north side black comics more south side um and then latino comics are more like west side and so you do have three separate scenes almost but and they're trying to bring them together a lot more my my whole goal when i started comedy is that i wanted my material to work in every single room in chicago without really changing the joke at all you know and so yeah yeah and 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 i was able to get that and so i was like all right if i can do that then then i know that i'm like my writing is pretty good right Mm -hmm. so because if you're able to reach like not just different like uh you know black people white people uh latino people uh, in from all over the place but like people from like different socioeconomic statuses like people just from different backgrounds growing up like all of that if they're able to laugh at your stuff like Mm -hmm. i think that's like you're doing it right probably agreed what was one of your like worst bombs? Have you ever gotten booed or anything like that? Oh, I got booed. <laughs> I got booed recently. Recently? Yeah, and I. <laughs> but it was like, <laughs> it was so funny because they were like just anti-Semitic, basically. Oh my god! I was doing. I did Jewish I mean, material. Oy vey, oy gavald. It's the big one. <laughs> it's uh, this. I said I was Jewish, and this guy was like. An older guy goes, oh, when's your train coming? Oh, And I go, I think he thought I would just like be like, okay. And I go, I just stopped the show. And I turn, I go, what did you just say to me? And he was like, was silent. And I go, did you just ask me when my train was? I went straight into teacher. I was like, did you just ask me when my train was coming? And he's like, he goes, yeah. I go, I go, oh, because like to take me back to the Holocaust in time. Did you want me to go back to the to the 40s? <laughs> he's like, he goes, I didn't mean it like that. And I was like, are you autistic? And he, goes, <laughs> he goes, no. I go, buddy, it's one or the other. <laughs> so, you tell me, huh? And um, and his wife was just like, 
like, this is oh horrible. And then at the end of that set, another couple, I go, well, I gotta go. And somebody, this woman goes, to hell. <laughs> oh her, my. I go, I go, no, sweetie, hell is the place that uh, Jews invented to keep you Christians in check. I go, I guess we got to tweak it. And then her husband booed me. I go, boo you, bitch. And then I walked off the stage. And I don't, it, you know, it didn't go great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, well, it sounds like. But I feel like uh, it was it was the weakest boo. It was that it was the best boo situation I could have gotten, probably. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've had, like, fights break out in the audience when I've been on stage. Um when I was like too new to be able to handle it. Like I had no clue. I just heard like so much stuff going on in the back of the room. And I'm just like, and then <laughs> um, yeah. the, <laughs> you're just still doing, you're just going yeah. through your material. You're just yeah, going yeah. through and your friends are just like, <laughs> cause you're still new. So they're just coming to watch and they're excited. And then shit happens you can't handle. Oh, you're just God. doing a mo you're in monologue mode. You're just standing there like yeah. this. You can't react yeah. or pivot or anything. Mm -mm. My very first um, bigger show, it was um, this guy who runs a bunch of shows in Chicago named Michael Kendo, uh, Mikey O. And he, uh, I was going, I went to his show because I was taking my students on a field trip to, to Europe. And we needed to do like huge fundraising. And so he runs these comedy shows that that raise like thousands of dollars. And I was like, oh, maybe I could do one of those and um, just hold, not be on it, but like just do the fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I told, with a friend of mine, a teacher friend, and I introduced myself, told him what we were doing. And I mentioned that I just started comedy like a few months ago. And he's like, oh, I'm going to put you up. And I was like, no, God, no. It was like 500 people. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And he and he's like, well, think about it. And I was like, I can't turn down. I can't turn it down. And so I went up, ate a huge dick. And <laughs> my friend was videotaping on her phone. She was recording me. And I I was like, send it to me, send it to me. And she's like, I will. <laughs> she, <laughs> to this day has not. <laughs> were were any students there? My career. No, 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 no. Oh, no. goodness. But okay. um, yeah, but every I think that I don't think I would still be doing comedy in all honesty if it wasn't for for Mikey O because he kept like putting me up every like couple like he'd be like come back in three months, come back in three months. And I would mm -hmm. and he would right. put me up in front of these huge crowds and I would see what it could be. And I was like, I love this, you know, otherwise you're stuck at open mics for the first like year, two years. And yeah. then it's like brutal. And so, um, yeah, he pretty much single handedly kept me in comedy. And then. When I started getting booked more and more, and it's you know the best, and now that room is like one of my favorites to go up in because it's just like a murder room. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, and you can handle it now. Yeah, yeah. When did you take the leap to New York? I moved to New York after I quit teaching. Um, wow. I moved with uh, Jeff Sheen and Josh Johnson. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we all lived together for like three three years probably. Um. In New yeah. York, yeah, in like a studio or like was it? No, was it in Slim like a, it was like a th just a like a two bedroom, and then we put a wall up, mm -hmm. and you know, and um, just uh, we're poor. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. I've had comic friends who moved to New York, and it was like oh yeah, one room, and they just put up like a sheet, and it's like four comics or something. Oh, you know? I think that the next place that mm -hmm. uh, at least one of those guys moved to that's not Josh Johnson was um, <laughs> was <laughs> was we had a one, sheet yeah. for a wall, yeah. <laughs> What are you guys doing? They're like, we don't know. Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're comedians. Yeah. Like, you have to sacrifice for the game. Yep. Like a wall? <laughs> the whole wall? It's <laughs> crazy. Stability? Okay. Yeah. New York is definitely a, a much different uh animal, I think, than than coming up in Chicago for sure. Yeah. Because Chicago is like a party city. Like comedy is like you do comedy, you all go to the mics, and then you hang afterwards, and it's just fun, right? And mm -hmm. in New York, it's like you, you when you're first starting there, you're going to mics and just jumping, 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 and then you're exhausted and going home, or like you're going to shows, then you have another spot, another spot, another spot. Nobody hangs as much because they're working so much harder, but, um, and it's just such a, a bigger scene, you know? So it's definitely, it was a, it was a, a definite wake up. Yeah. I would say, yeah. 
How'd you get going in the scene? I mean, did you move with like leads on shows or was this like a leap of faith? Yeah, like- kind of a little bit of leads and just like, you know, um, we knew I, I had been going to New York um, a okay. little bit. And mm-hmm. so I knew some people there. And I think that's important. Like any scene that you're thinking about moving to, like I would go at least like at least like five times probably before you make that leap. And I would be checking out other scenes also. Mm-hmm. Like I was debating between LA and New York and it w- just came down to like, I just happened to like, I had just been making out with a lot more guys in New York than LA. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, oh, that's how you get stage time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, not even, I was, they weren't even comics, but I was like, I think that I just feel better. In New oh, York. Right. Okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's that life balance. Of course. <laughs> that I no longer have. That was important. Yeah. <laughs> So how did how did you end up in Austin? Like, are you visiting right now? Is that what? You're yeah, doing? Okay. I visit. I kind of split my time during the pandemic. Like, I know I was in in Brooklyn in my apartment for like a year, and I was just like, this is too much. Like, it was just a lot. And so I bought a car. Oh, and the Creek in the Cave, which is in Austin now, used to be in New York, yeah, and yeah, so yeah. in LIC, Long Island City, and. uh they closed there, opened here, and the owner's a Rebecca Trent is a mm-hmm. is a good friend of mine, and so I was like, oh, I'll just come down and hang for a little bit, and I just I liked it here, you know. I grew up in in Kansas City, and so it's kind of like the same vibe a little bit, and it's just it's easier to live here, and um, so I did I I was spending more time here, but I was splitting. I'm gonna be spending a lot more time though in New York now that I've done my album, and so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're going back up there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm hoping to do it like maybe like twenty five seventy five or I don't know, we'll see. Wow. I but I do I do really like Austin. The the scene is it's growing and it's really supportive and you know, there's like different like nooks and crannies in it that are that are pretty cool. So But New York I guess is where you can really like forge get a lot of stage time and really and like find your careers you know maybe a little bit like through more than just stand up like with writing and stuff like that too and so we'll see i don't know is (laughs) that what you want to do is get more into the writing side of things too i love yeah i want to write for either my own show or or i would love to write for for a show and then uh and do stand up at night like that's my dream for Uh sure yeah yeah. What's your, what would be the show you would want to write for the most? Beyond your own. Beyond my own. Yeah. Ooh. <clears throat> Good question then. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, I was trying to get a feel for, yeah, your I like, writing. Like the type of writing I like doing would be like Archer type of writing. Fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, writing is such, I mean, it's such a muscle and like. Writing stand-up is one thing, but then writing scripts and all of that is like a yeah, whole like other the muscle. Yeah, character development and all of that. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole other skill set that it's... Uh, it. I guess writing's not... What I've learned from interviewing so many people about writing is like, it's no, it's not fun for anyone. Like, everyone has to, like, to force themselves to write. It's just the, the successful people, like, the ones that are, it's their job are the ones that actually, like, force themselves to do it yeah like they take it as a job before it's even their job like it's their job to get the job you know and so yeah and i definitely need to focus more on that part of it too because i feel like i've been like slacking lately just writing just focusing on the joke part of this so you were doing the album like yeah right right. mountain type deals right trying to give you a little room there of like you know you're killing it basically (laughs) so we all in our heads can be like i could be doing more and this and that right like you know yeah well i think it's like when the money is coming in it's like yeah i'm doing a lot but when the money's not you're like what am I doing? <laughs> For sure. Oh, in- instantly. Yeah. Instantly. <laughs> like, oh, I figured it out. I'm on top of the world. Oh, my. I hate myself. I'm going back to Enterprise Rent-A-Car. This is just <laughs> the worst. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you write every day? Or, like, what's your discipline there? I I probably do write every day, but I don't, like, go to the coffee shop at 3 p.m. and stay for until 5. And, you know, yeah. but I kind of write before mics or before shows or I'll write, um... Like if I'm if I run into some friends or I'll plan a, a look a little writing session with friends or something, but um, I I probably sit down and write by myself like twice a week, right before shows, probably two or three times a week, and then like the rest just like joke shopping. Mm. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're chipping away at it then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I find I find most of mine isn't even like trying to 
a lot of the times I end up just like journaling. I'm just like forcing myself to sit down and do something. And just actually like write. Yeah. And then sometimes yeah. the momentum will take me into developing jokes or whatnot. And sometimes they're like, I journaled. Cool. That's enough. And it just kind of keeps the ritual, I guess. Yeah. I mean, because there are times when you're just like, I don't, I don't have it in me to like joke or or write about jokes today. Like I'm in such a bad mood, you know, <laughs> or yeah. whatever it is that you're just like, ooh. Like but, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I do. I do try. I think writing like the the like script style stuff is much is much harder for me to get into though. I will say that. Oh, it seems so daunting. It is like, Yeah, because it's like this huge thing where it's like when it's your joke, it's like that's the end of the joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if it doesn't work on stage, you can tweak it or whatnot, but with a script, it's like you have to do this whole thing, thing. And then you figure out the response and then what you need to mm -hmm. like refine and stuff. Yeah, and it just gets to be yeah, daunting. It's a lot. But you're gonna have your own show. That's so exciting. I don't know, maybe. Oh, I was speaking it into Yes, existence. we are gonna have right? yes. should I not? I am were, going to have you my were own so, show. You were so like affirming on me, so I was like, I wanna be affirming. <laughs> you are gonna have this Thank show. you. I I was like, oh, he misunderstood what I said. No. <laughs> <laughs> and now people are gonna be like, You lying bitch. <laughs> I'm like, no. Would you want it to be an animation like an archer? What would you want it to be? Uh, I think I have like an idea for that, and then I have like <laughs> I wrote like this. I wrote a teaching um, pilot actually, just okay. just stemming from my first year of teaching and how wild it was because it was just insane. And so I just wrote like a pilot for that, which I would like to develop. But there's so many teaching shows that are out right now, and like Abbott Elementary is out, which now like. Phenomenal, so right? Good. And so, so good. it's just like you kind of got to, I don't know, move on to the next thing or something or maybe go back to that part later. I don't know. Okay. But the other thing is like your following has to be huge too for them to start paying attention to you. I'm not really sure that part of like the the industry um, where they're like, we... Here's what I've been told a couple of times, but it's pre-pandemic, but I've been told, like, we love the script or we love this and we love that. But, like, she, uh, nobody knows who she is yet. So, like, what do you want us to do with her? <laughs> I'm like, hmm. well, tell, tell them who I am. <laughs> yeah. Can you do that? Yeah. And so it's, like. Interesting. So I'm not really sure um, how to, like, break into that side of it yet. Beyond just, like, doing it yourself, I guess. Like. Yeah, yourself, which is like, yeah, you're like your following needs to be big, or your bank account needs to just be empty. I guess if yeah, you want to do basically, it yourself. Yeah, basically, which um, I have one of those things. So <laughs> See, we're on the right track. We're halfway exactly. there. <laughs> it's perfect. Well, cool. Well, I mean, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, for sure. Thank I, you. I'm so excited to have you on here at this point in your career, where you just record an album. And you're really like you're hitting that next chapter of your career. So that's yeah. my favorite part about this show is getting to interview people on the ascent. You know, you've already mm -hmm. done a lot of cool things, but just the the ascent is really cool that we can look back on this and do another one and be like, remember when you said I was gonna do this show <laughs> and then we did it? And then I'll be on that. I'll be play the awesome. principal or something. You can be the principal. Or the I'll be the counselor, maybe. I could be the school counselor. Oh maybe. yeah. Yeah. I mean yes, it is. And I'm just like the boyish. Yeah. You're just gonna get run over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <for sure. laughs> For sure. Well, where um, what is there anything you'd like to promote or like anything else? I mean, my album will be coming say? out in July, so I'm really excited for that. I right. don't know what I'm gonna call it yet, but it mm -hmm. it's by Amy Shanker. <laughs> so exciting! Yeah, and then you can find me on social media at Amy Shanker everywhere, and um, that's it. I'm in Austin. When does this come out? I don't know yet. A couple weeks. Okay. I'm yeah. in New York. You'll be back in New York <laughs> yeah, yeah. doing shows and such. Yeah, yeah. I'll be in New York. I'm going to be, um, I'm pretty excited to go spend some, some time there because I haven't done that in a minute. So hopefully it'll be, you know, I won't fall down the subway stairs again. Again. <laughs> I mean, any, any, um, friend i've had that moved to new york has had like a new york moment of like crying on the subway or something oh like that. Yeah. yeah if you haven't cried in new york <laughs> like you're not a new yorker but <laughs> i fell down the stairs though once and it was like such a slow fall and one of my roommates <sighs> was just behind me not helping me and just i would just move and fall down one step and then he'd just take a step <laughs> like you're a dick dude <laughs> not help me up but just like watch me just go thunk 
Step, step. Yeah. Sound like a good friend. Yeah. <laughs> He's a horrible person. <laughs> so is that the is that the grind in New York right now? Is you're just doing as many shows as possible? Is that yeah? What it's basically, like up there? I'm yeah. writing. I'm gonna be. I think starting a podcast pretty soon, which I'm excited about because there's not enough. And then definitely, um, not. <laughs> definitely. Well, that's yeah. why I've been doing this one six years. I right, to, and yours is the only one I've heard of. So that's perfect. You yeah, know, we made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that, yeah, and then um, I think I want to start a show there stemming from an old podcast that I had called The Most Expensive Joke, which is... Oh, yeah, didn't you do this here? I Yeah, you I did, did it here, here as a show once, and okay. um, just to, like, kind of see how it goes, we had Tone Bell, um, mm-hmm. Rojo yeah, Perez, yeah. it was so fun, um, but it's about the situation that costs you, like, the most in life, whether it's, like, mine is being arrested at LaGuardia, and, and um, <laughs> it cost me a lot of money, but... Um, but like people like divorce or like therapy or relationships, some guy started like a forest fire. Like there's just been like tons of different stories and we've had great comics on and I want to, I think I want to start it as like maybe a live podcast show. Yeah. I think it would be pretty fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, I would like yeah, to hold you accountable stuff to, to Please to, do. We need, anyone listening, we need accountability buddies out there to DM you and be like, have you started that yet? That sounds do. like a great idea. I do need that. Yeah, I need that motivation um, extrinsically <laughs> because I yeah. don't. I'll just be like, Meh. Well, some of my favorite things to do in this is when a guest reaches out after their show's released and is like, wow, people like reached out and they like had questions and they were grateful for like the information I shared. So I'm hoping people do that with this one. People hey, listening. I would love that. Yeah. I really would. Because it's, um, you know, it's good to get a sense of of if people do want to hear about that stuff, you know, mm-hmm. before you're like, I'm going to dedicate so much time to this. And then, like, it's just a bust. It's like, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll keep an eye out for it. Thank you. Thank is, you. Is there is there any uh, closing advice for young comics out there you'd like to share? Um. Yes. I would say that... If your heart's not in it, fucking quit. <laughs> For sure. Mm-hmm. But if your heart is in it, um, stop stalling and put everything you have in it and just go for it. Like, what are you doing? You know? Because time goes pretty fast. Boom. Amy Shanker, thanks for being on Hot Breath. Okay, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.